Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When I was writing for Bleacher Report, I remember telling my editor, like, why do I have to write about these transfer rumors that none of them are going to happen? And I remember he told me, this is what sells. 100%. 1, so, 1,000%. So, like, it, was, it wasn't even a case of, he was just basically Daniel, like, this is what people care about. Yeah. Even, even, whether it's true, whether it's false, whether it's this, whether it's that, transfer rumors and players moving from club to club is what people really care about. So One, I don't I don't care years. about he so he basically said I don't care about your feelings essentially like you're gonna write what you're gonna write like and I was that, just like all right like that's true but deep down I wanted him to know I don't care about this he is one thousand percent which is why like initially I just was ignoring all transformers and everything but then as I grew a lot more mature and I'm thinking I'm thinking about okay let's growing the channel engaging debates and everything I'm like it doesn't matter whether it's true or not take myself out of it I'm here to serve the audience. I'm not right. there to like, no, no, this is what you must listen to. No, I'm there to what do my audience want to listen to? What makes them happy? What makes them engaging? It's just football talk. And these transfer rumors, they just enjoy, oh, what if this guy moved? And let's just, so my mind was, okay, let's forget about whether it's true or not. Let me just look at it of how I would enjoy talking about it as that, okay, hmm, if he was to move, let's analyze that move. Let's look at it tactically of that move. And that's how I would enjoy it. I don't say enjoy it of like, man, he's really going to move. No, forget the whole truth. Let's just look at it on a, on a footballing hypothetical sense. Yeah, it's it, you can even, like, if you look at the views that articles would get, even if you look at this podcast kind of, like, in mm. the summertime when, pe- when players are moving, yeah, that's when people get higher engagement because transfer rumors. They love it. Ooh, ooh Serbia almost scored. It's, it's, people love it because there's still hope. Transfer rumors, I think Carl's probably said this once or twice, that like transfer rumors are hope. It's like my club is going to do something that helps this thing I love, you know? So if, oh, Real Madrid are linked with Eden Hazard or Chelsea are linked with Antoine Griezmann or, wh- or whoever the player is, like it's almost like, ooh, the thing I love could get better. Therefore, mm. there's hope. But once football starts and reality sets in, and Chelsea are still sixth. There's no real hope. So what's yeah. the point of reading this yeah. article basically, or listening you, to this you, podcast? You, you hit the nail on the head. People, basically, people like to be happy. Stop. I like to be happy. No, 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 no. But, but when you just start that thing, people like to be happy. People like to make things that make them feel happy. Oh my gosh, what if Messi joined Chelsea? Serbia are up one nil, by the way. Tadic scored against Portugal. So there you go. Oh damn. But anyway, we we, we were talking transfer rumors. Yeah, so from that, just think that it's about people just wanting to be happy and say. Transfer rumors and oh my gosh, what if Messi or Neymar moves to Chelsea? It's never gonna happen, but it makes people happy. <laughs> people engage. I'm pretty sure I might have written something about like Messi to Chelsea or like it's it's not like like where would Messi go or something like that. I'm like and, and I'm writing it and I'm trying to make it as good as I can make it, mm. but in the back of my head, I'm like, no, he's not leaving. <laughs> Who cares? Who gives a damn? But you know when, when, when like sixty thousand people read the article, it's like all right. Like I guess y'all wanted to read this, so Sorry, there you go. The truth is overrated, bro. No one cares about the the truth. What's the quote? No one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. That's real huh? shit, man. That's real. 
So what's what's the rumor that you wanted to discuss? I already pressed the red button. Why save that? My, people might as well hear it. I think the real big one, because I'm having a massive debate with some Liverpool fans on the Twitter sphere, is this whole money thing. Again, I don't know whether you want to call this rumor or truth, but Mark released a thing saying that Mane is Zidane's number one target. How do they My know? Is... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What is your thing? No, 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 no. Why, why? What did he say? What did he say initially? <laughs> I said, like, how does Marco know? This is my thing about the truth. But as we said, the truth doesn't matter. So the truth is the audience. The truth is overrated. No one cares about the truth when the lies is a lot more fun. Now, let us now enjoy and um, lie. Okay, bask in the lie, go. please. Um, <laughs> I don't initially. I don't understand why Zidane would go for money. I thought okay, Hazard is the top target. You've got Ericsson. Icardi, possibly, Mbappe. But my thing about it is, I think Bill is on, his, is on his way out. I thought Asensi was on his way out, but I think he's still going to stay. But I'm not sure they're going to be a particular starter. I still believe that whether Zidane goes 4 4 2 or 4 3 3, he's looking for a wide attacker. And strangely, him and Benzema are bodies. You know, they're both French, Algerian. That's his, his boy. So, which I think is crazy. I don't think he's looking for a Benzema replacement of a striker. So I think he's looking to surround people with Benzema. So I think he's looking at Mane as his Cristiano stroke Gareth Bale replacement to either be wide left or wide right. To perhaps add a bit of dynamism to that attack. So I just feel that if Mane was to go, then we are looking at a very different kind of team. When um, was the last time Real Madrid had an African player? Adebayo. Essien, maybe? Was it like Essien when... in Real Real Madrid? When when Mourinho was there in his last season, he loaned him from Chelsea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And but, I think okay, that but, might have been after Adebayor. So that's 2012, 13. You know, you know what I saw with that. I wish we had this conversation before I made the video because I said to myself, "Why is it? Why do I feel so weird that Real Madrid are going for Mane?" And then I began by saying, "Is Mane not really like a Zidane Real Madrid player?" Then I said, "So then I was like, wait, no, but no, that's not it." Then it's like, yeah, when is the last time Real Madrid bought? A marquee African player. I, I can't think of one. So, oh, sure. okay, but, wait, but let me ask you this: If because this this is the big debate I've been having with with Liverpool fans, if Zidane and Real Madrid make a real bid for Mane, do you think Mane hands in a transfer request or he opts to stay at, at Liverpool? I mean, from the outside looking in, it seems like he enjoys his time at Liverpool. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, 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 so I, I don't think it would be an easy decision for him. But I think give, give me an answer. Like, give me an answer. Give me an answer. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm thinking while I'm talking. Um, it's hard to reject if Zizu calls you on the phone and says, "Hey, mon ami, I, I I don't know exactly how you say no to that. They're gonna give you a raise. You're gonna be playing at the biggest club in the world. If it were me and the money's right and the transfer that Liverpool's gonna get is right, I'm gone. I would hope that he goes. Oh, hope he goes. Why? Well, number one, that weakens Liverpool in some way, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and and number two, it'd be cool to see Mane at Real Madrid. I think just his kind of skill level, his flair, especially if he's going to be playing with Marcelo on the left. Could you imagine like mm. the overlaps oh, and just the, the combinations, the amount of bodies that are going to be on the floor? It'll be great just to watch. I don't know how. See, I don't think Mane is like a transcendent player that's going to score 40 goals a season, 50 goals a season or anything like that. But I mean, Spreading the, 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 the goals around that, I believe. By the way, this is the Talking Tactics podcast. We do this every Tuesday. My name's Daniel. Your boy, Double H Half Hope. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud at Talking Tactics. Um, if you're on Spotify, follow. If you're on Apple, subscribe. It's free. Patreon backers, you'll get your 30 to 40 extra minutes of Talking Tactics whenever you feel like looking it up. Should I? Yes. All right. I'm going to leave a clip right here, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit. You, you don't, don't find know, that it's... just the least bit weird? No, it's, it's, not, it's not weird. It's, it's, it's messed up and disrespectful. Similar to zoos. Why, why I, I, I don't go to zoos. If you want to go see animals, go to, to their home. Go, to, go on, the, on a safari. Don't go, don't go to a zoo. Like, How am I looking at animals taken away from their home and just put up in display in cages? Very similar to slavery. <laughs> So my thing again, some 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 very scary images from from Belgium about how blacks were pretty much parried around like monkeys and animals, but that's a separate one. Wow, that was that, that was a really quick little bit, man. Damn, like that, was, that, that lasted like. Well, that's Ooh, to time Portugal, Portugal have almost scored twice.
so yeah, we're back. Remember, for three dollars a month, you can get four or five. I guess it would be. Ooh, that's great. It's a good deal, you know. Man, it's look, it's a bloody good. Like, I, I don't know why, why people. It's guys, you're getting quality content from some of the, the best analysts on the planet. Come and on. and you get the back catalog. It's not like yes. As, as soon as you pay, you get to hear us talk about Brexit. About R. Kelly, about Michael Jackson, The Matrix. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and it's just you know, it's it's a good time. So three dollars a month, you get that. I encourage everybody to go look it up. Patreon.com/slash/TalkingTactics and look at the tiers and help us out. Shout out to all, all twenty-eight people that have donated so far. It it really means a lot. So back to back to the topic at hand. I'm assuming the Liverpool people you're speaking about are drifty man like Matt, etc. What do they think about money? Oh no, they are all adamant that he that he's not he's not going to leave. They believe that Mane would opt to stay at Liverpool rather than. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 don't don't come on, don't, don't don't be rude, don't be rude, don't be rude. Like we think players will do what we would do just because they play for the team we like. This this is why I'm happy that it's the half full football hot and not the half full Chelsea hot. This is why I'm happy that it's talking tactics, not talking tribalism. Right. Because people have a very okay. Look, you're the literary giants. Myopic is that the right word? Myopic, yes. Yeah, people have a very myopic view whenever they support a team. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Because I was trying to tell these guys that I I get that you love Liverpool. I get that you love your club and everything. Are you incapable of taking a step back on objectively saying that if first of all Real Madrid, second of all Zidane calls Sadio Mane, where we know how he grew up in Senegal and so forth. They call, he calls him up and say, I want you to play for Real Madrid. How do you opt to stay at Liverpool and reject Real Madrid and Zidane, a horseman? That makes no, that, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Ah, a horseman. Yo, we, we have to talk about horsemen at the end of this podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the, the horseman subject comes up at least like once every 30 episodes, it seems. But okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, but and, and I think for all of them, were like, look, man, okay, why? Because I think they're all like, no, why, um, why, why, why would money leave? Money's not going to leave. Why, why would he go to Real Madrid? Like, he can be a legend at Liverpool. And no, see, this is now this is where I had to because we have like a WhatsApp group, and this is where I had to laugh at Drifty because he said that money can be a Premier League legend, and I was like. <laughs> He can so, be, no, no, he can be, but he would have to stay for like six, seven, eight years and and win things. His point was, okay, look, La Liga is done. There's, there's nothing. It's all about the Premier League. My thing about this is, and this is goes to similar. I don't know whether we'll touch upon this in of where I think Mbappe needs to leave PSG. If okay. there is a very interesting challenge to take, is to dethrone Messi in La Liga. That is it. That is the challenge for any superstar that's. Madrid will be getting. And also, yeah, we have to go to get to Hazard as, as well and why I think he should go for 170, but maybe he won't and the whole transfer ban crap. Oh, yeah, what's, I think April 11th is when they go to um, court. I didn't know. Well, you should since you're a hardcore Chelsea fan. Easy, move on, move on, relax, relax, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> so my thing is like, yes, like for a lot of these fans, I don't. I think they're, they're incapable of put yourself in the player's shoes because this isn't international for football. Once you play one senior cap for that team internationally, that's your team for life. It has to be a competitive team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either a qualifier, a regional right. tournament, or a World Cup. If it's a friendly, you can kind of be like, eh, I'm not sure anymore. But but once you play for, yeah, like a qualifier, World yeah, Cup. Like, like, like an official competitive game, that's, that, that, that's it. That's your team for life. You, 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 you can change. Club football, there is no loyalty in club for football. A De Rossi... A Totti, a Gerard are very, a Maldini are very rare, rare situations, extremely rare. What duty does Mane have to stay with Liverpool? None. If he was to stay with Liverpool and reject Real Madrid, I would be shocked. I would be shocked because two things. Real Madrid and Barcelona are still the biggest clubs in the world, still. Most important point. Think, think about it now. Think of every great player. Every okay. great player or every legend has either played for Barcelona or Real Madrid. Some haven't, but the bulk of the people who we view as legends have played for either Real Madrid or Barcelona. When you just look at most of the greats, they've either played for Real Madrid or Barcelona. But the main thing about this is that 
maybe I'm wrong. Has anybody ever rejected Real Madrid or Barcelona? Has anybody, has has Barcelona or Real Madrid ever made a bid for a player and a player like, nah, sorry, I want to now stay at Club. We have to add Milan in that list. Of what? Most legends have either played for Milan, mm, Barcelona, oh yeah. or Real Madrid. Because like yeah, guys yeah, like Pirlo, sure. guys like Pirlo, guys like Maldini, Gattuso. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like um, Shef, Shevchenko, Shevchenko, Weah. Like, I don't think they ever played for the Spanish clubs, but yeah. they did play no, for no, Milan. No, 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 yeah, I would like to include them. I would like to include 100%. them. But my thing about this is that Totti, for me, that is the one where I'm like, now, nah. 2000 to 2002, Totti was the best playmaker in the world. 100%. He was the best number 10 playmaker in the world. And he could walk into any team. Any team. Somehow that guy stayed loyal. That is very rare. For me, for, for me, that is more admirable than a De Rossi, a Maldini, to a point, and a Gerard. Because Totti was, no, this guy was one of the best players in the world. And the best player in his position, 2000 to 2002. But these are rare cases. For someone like Isadio Mane, do people really think that if Ramadan come with a bid, Mani says no. <laughs> because the see, the real question we should be having is what does he go for? Because I said two two fifty and people what? called me crazy. Can I can I land? Can I land? Can I can I land? Let, you me, land, let, me, let me land, let me land, let me land, let me land, chill, let me land, man, let me land. I just look, let me land, let me land. I said and my let me explain myself fully. Two fifty is he's not for sale. That's what that price means. That price means that we do not want to sell him. We will only even consider hearing any offers 250 and above. That's what <laughs> that is what's not for sale, in my view, means. Because if we're not saying that, oh, because I heard okay, 120, 130 would, would be enough. I'm like, what? If it's not for sale, how do you accept 120, 130 in this market? Like, I, I mean, am I off? <laughs> you know what? I just think it's the shock. Like, I don't think I've adjusted quite to like these numbers yet. How much did Neymar go for? I'm not saying money is Neymar. I'm not saying he's Neymar, but I just want to just say just... 222 million euros, I think 198 in pounds. And Coutinho, that flop went for what, 150? I think it's 142 all told in... I don't know if it's euros or pounds, though. I think it was pounds, the 142 number. Wow, that's... A, that's but again, that's but, a, but, a, but again, but again, but again, the only reason Coutinho went for that much money... Is because oh, Liverpool yeah, yeah. knew they, that Barcelona the, had the yeah, name on the domino effects. The, the, the domino effects, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so I think I think Mane, if he was sold today, somewhere around one fifty, hmm? I think that would be fair. If if it was someone else, maybe you don't charge that. But if Man City want to buy him, if Real Madrid, Barcelona, then you have to try to get as much as you can. So I think one fifty would be fair so, for those clubs. So basically, what I've had is he's got three hundred to to spend. So if you're Zidane, how do you spend that cash? 300 million? I don't know Real Madrid well enough to give you a breakdown. But they need a goal-scoring midfielder, I think. I would buy a striker, but as you say, the kind of Algerian-French brotherhood, <clears throat> Benzema's going to stay around. I'm led to believe that people are getting fed up with Varane, so maybe a centre-back. No, 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 no. See, now that's another thing I want to bring up. Varane wants to leave. And apparently he's told his teammates that he wants to leave. I think Cristiano just pulled a hamstring. Oh, uh oh. He has a bloody nose, and trainers ah. are coming over to him, or it's his calf. This isn't good. Their Champions League match is coming. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hopefully he'll pull a LeBron in this. He'll he'll be back on the pitch in no time. Um. But yeah, I, I know that um, they recently bought Madrid. They bought a center back from Porto for maybe 50 million euros. So that's some of the money. Oh, yeah, um, Militao. Militao. So maybe that's the center back stuff taken care of. And Hazard, you're going to buy Hazard probably. This is what um, I had a very interesting conversation with um, Nick Sports um, on the weekend about this. Mm -hmm. Now, my view was Hazard being Chelsea's best player, you can't, you, you can't um, sell him for anything less than 170. Ronaldo's coming out. Uh oh. Right leg? Yeah. But wait, maybe it's just a, a, pre, a precaution, so he doesn't want to aggravate him. Yeah, I actually am not beating that man, so, you know, just. <laughs> bloody prospect. Uh, what were we so, talking about? Yeah, wait, what were we saying? Was it. Um... Something about Hazard. I brought up Hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to Nick. So, so, yeah, so I was talking to Nick Sports, and I said that you cannot sell your star player for anything less than 170 million, but he brought a very good point. Transfer ban. If the transfer ban is upheld, Chelsea can't buy any players in the summer, can't buy any players in January. And if Hazard doesn't sign a contract extension, 
his contract runs out next summer. Yes, that's the main point. But go ahead. So yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I think for me, when he said that, he said like, no, Real Madrid bit set seventy. Oh, you want to reject seventy? Cool. When we just wait six months and then we can negotiate with him in January and then get him for a free, and that would be the worst business decision of all time if Chelsea allow Hazard, their best player, to go for a free. Assuming the transfer ban goes through and in April 11th, that's it's still upheld. Chelsea are, Chelsea are screwed. They're in a very, very weak bargaining position. I think in, it could be in Chelsea's best interest just to kind of do what Arsenal did with Sanchez, Sanchez. or Ozo and just keep him for one more year. He'll be 29, I think, next mm. year. If he goes to Real Madrid on a free, you got his best eight years. Is that extra year worth 80 million or whatever you could sell him for, especially if you can get into the Champions League places? You lose Hazard this summer. Yeah. And you get, you know, as much as you could get. Let's say it's 100 million euros. What are you going to do with the money? Because you can't spend it. So you have 100 million, yay, but you can't spend it in the summer and you can't spend it in the winter. So why not just keep Hazard and take the L and just hopefully he can keep you afloat and get you in the top four? Oh, no, true, 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 true. No, because, because. And also, if you win the Europa League this year, you get Champions League football. I don't know if it's likely that Chelsea win, but it's it's possible. Oh, no, 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 I mean, basically, you know what? There are so many variables. Again, you brought in another variable. If Chelsea win the Europa League, I think that is a strong indicator of, you know what, screw it. Let, take, take the L. If they don't get top four, they don't win the Europa League, transfer ban is up upheld. And and and, and also you have to consider this. Chelsea bought him for 32 million pounds. It's not like he was a Neymar investment that was 222 million mm. euros and you know Neymar's contract is winding down and we would like yeah, to get well, something from him because of the huge outlay that PSG spent on him to get him. They got him for relative peanuts now that the transfer market has changed. 32 million isn't that much for top 5 player in the world. So if you don't get 100 million euros back for him all right but if he can get you top four or perhaps win you a trophy keep him and i don't think he would hate it if he stayed another year it's not like he'd kick up a storm and wouldn't play and... yeah 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 yeah. i mean he's he's, he's not got that kind of person now it's because yeah. no no because my thing about this is um hazard staying no players coming in how likely do chelsea get top four when united will strengthen Tottenham will strengthen Arsenal will strengthen, City will strengthen, Liverpool would. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like, it's because the Premier League is already competitive in um, enough as, as it is. How likely is it that even if, 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 if Sarri stays, we know that Sarri can't work with this place. If Sarri cannot bring in any, any new players, that, that's, that's a bad thing. If a new manager comes in, that's the whole thing of like, okay, how well can they, will they learn his new tactics? How well will he learn the, the Premier League as well? So the numbers and the likelihood are all stacked against Chelsea being able which to is get why, top Which is why you need the top five player in the world to help you out, you know? <laughs> like, you need him in the team if you're going to challenge because you can't buy players. So, yeah, the transfer ban is, is going to have a few ramifications mm. that we're probably going to have to monitor. Let, you know what? Let's go. To, let's, let's answer a question. Mm. Without a Champions League title, at what point does the PSG project become a failure from it's already a failure it's already a failure <laughs> like wait what do you mean by, by at what point okay wait, wait, wait. how when did it when did when did this project start 2011 2011 or 2012 i think so eight years that these guys haven't made a semi-final it's not good it's no, for me to see, and this is what i said and i don't know what i said this in the yeah i think i said this in the, in the video in the aftermath as long as PSG are in league or they will never win the, the Champions League. Impossible. Because the discrepancy between the competition in League One and Champions League football is far too great. Going from sleepwalking against Lille or um Nantes on a Saturday and having to not play against the Juventus or an Atletico Madrid on a Tuesday or Wednesday, it's far too great. You know, it's it's far too great. So obviously it's very hard for them to now raise their game for the Champions League when it is so easy for them in Liga. So as long as they are in Liga and they're constructed as well as, as they are and the gap is so vast in quality, they will never, never win the Champions League, guaranteed. There, there, are, there are two things that could save PSG. Three. Number one is time, right? Time. So what do you mean by time? 
you allow PSG and League On to develop in that way, and hopefully, and and and, and hopefully the scale improves or or just the level of competition improves. So that's that's time number one. Two is money. You just spend more money. No, um, and, no, and, buy, and just and no. just buy. Just buy a striker that's not named Cavani that can just bag goals no, no, at a higher no, rate, bro, no. or just money, buy money you know, some defenders. No. Don't play Buffon. Get a new manager. Whatever it is, and the most interesting thing that I feel like could save PSG, un- 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 unless you want to rebut those two points before I get to the most interesting thing. Already have. Okay, the one thing that could save PSG and get them to win perhaps a Champions League. It's Catalonian independence. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one okay, thing no, I did I did not see that coming. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So there's a there's an idea that if Catalonia becomes independent, the Spanish government will use football as a means wherein which like almost to dissuade Catalonia from not leaving Spain. So if Catalonia leaves Spain, that means Espanol, Barcelona, and all the rest of the clubs, they wouldn't be eligible to play in La Liga. But as you know, if you know your geography, where does Catalonia border? It borders on France, like the southern part of France. So there's a there's an idea that should Catalonia become an independent nation and La Liga takes the route that you can't play in Spain, France would come in and allow all Catalan clubs the permission to play in Ligue 1, which would mean that PSG and Barcelona would become Ligue 1 rivals in that scenario, which would then give PSG the in-league competition that they need on a weekly basis, or maybe not a weekly basis, but just like it will give them some measuring stick. On on a weekly basis because they know that they have to keep on winning because another team is winning as well. So... If Catalonia become independent and the La, the La Liga if people in Madrid press the red button and eject Barcelona, where do Barcelona play? Ligue 1. That could save PSG in some way. But that's obviously like the – that's why I kept it third because it's the nuclear situation. Now, that is what I call one wild-ass theory, man. Um, it's not a theory. That is exactly what – I've written about this. This is exactly what would happen. And what this would do, it, it would make – Atletico and Real Madrid in Spain, the duopoly there. So that would become almost like probably the Bundesliga. Mm. And then it would make Ligue 1 almost like La Liga now, where PSG would just replace Real Madrid in some ways, and Barcelona would continue to be Barcelona. And if you had Barcelona and Ligue 1, you know what that would do to the TV deals? It would improve French football. It's a whole thing. Like, I kind of want it to happen. Because I like French football more than I like Spanish football. So mm-hmm. if you could give like Marseille and Lyon and those clubs like more money because of Barcelona being in the league, that'd be dope. But yeah, that could save PSG. So if that happened in like five years or whenever the Catalonian people get their independence, that could be something to monitor in terms of football. No, no, it's not true. No, no, look, if all of those things do go through, I do feel that would definitely benefit PSG a lot more. If they have viable competition... Because my, my whole theory was this is that I thought that I think this is because again, because when I was doing my day job, because I work for like a, a TV channel, and this is the height of the whole Catalonia thing and everything, when like they really thought that they would actually vote for no, no, actually, no, they, they did vote for independence, but then they, they basically rejected it, which is weird. Um, <laughs> but, but everyone was saying, like, oh no, if this happens, Messi and everyone will, will just basically leave if they get thrown out of La Liga. But then you didn't bring up the Ligon thing because I because I thought that if they get independence, they'll, they'll just get thrown out of the La Liga and they won't, they'll, they'll be like a nomad. Pretty much be like, yeah, personal just... No, but it, I encourage, like, go look up a map and look up where Catalonia is located. It's just located on, like, the southern tip of Okay, France. so, okay, so Spain borders France. Yes. <laughs> um... Look it up, look it up. But, but isn't that against the rules, though? Actually, but then you have, like, Welsh teams who play in the Premier League, though. Wales is a country, but Wales is part of Britain. So I'm trying to think of like, would it still be within the rules where, okay, Catalonia is within its own country, but Catalonia is not part of a French union. That would mean that, okay, they're allowed to play in our, um, or, or whether, is it a UEFA ruling or is it a French ruling? Or is it down to the French effort to be like, no, we, we're happy to bring in a, the, the Catalonian boys in there if they right. want to join. 
Catalonia is on the northeastern corner of Spain and shares a border with France. It's a big border as well. Locationally speaking, this is incredibly convenient for Barcelona in contrast to playing further north in England. So maybe there's like a Premier League scheme as well. Like if we could get a free Catalonia and they could play in the Premier League, like imagine if they tried to pull that off. Um, with so much drama surrounding La Liga's stance toward Catalan clubs, it would be a wise decision to go to a league that has previously invited Barcelona to join and compete. Monaco is another example of a club which is a sovereign city-state on the French Riviera, proving that Ligue 1's invitation is genuine. So Monaco is its own entity. Like, it's a principality, you know? Oh, okay. oh, but, oh, but Monaco played in Ligue 1. So it would just be the same thing, because I guess they could just open it up however they feel like. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a legit possibility if Catalonia ever becomes a sovereign state, I suppose. Hmm. <laughs> you should do a video. No, no, no. no, no, no. It was, you know, I'm, I know. I should just. I'm actually just tweeting this out now. <laughs> I'm like about the, about this whole thing because I, I think... told you I saved it. I saved it till last because I knew it would be good for you. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is interesting. Um. All right. Next question. Unless you have any final thoughts. Oh no 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 no. For me, um, anything to help those losers, I, 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 I think is is very much welcome because those losers do do do, do, do need help. So. Uh, if you haven't started recording, we did, but you just made it, Shady. Thoughts on Egalo being top scorer in AFCON qualifying? No thoughts. Um, <laughs> that that loser missed a great opportunity at the World Cup, and for that, he, I will never forgive him until he does something truly great, at, either at a Nations Cup or a World Cup, which I think is doubtful. So it's irrelevant to me what he does in the, at the qualifiers. You know what? I, I went back and I watched um, Yakubu's miss. For South Korea, he scored later wait, on. Wait, in the wait, same wait, game. wait, 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 who, who? He who shall not be named scored okay. after he he scored in the game though. Like after he missed, he scored. <laughs> so why are you mad at him, <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel. He no, 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 Daniel, no. Okay, you asked me a question. You want, you want, like, can I answer the question? I was gonna try to lay my platform out before you responded, but go ahead. I couldn't give a damn what he did afterwards. <laughs> there is, there is no excuse for missing an open goal at a World Cup. He so, won you a point. I don't give a damn. <laughs> those wait, did, wait, did, those, did those clowns make it out of the group? No, those clowns didn't make it out, out of the group. So. So, so is your theory like if he who shall not be named scores in the first instance, Nigeria win? Um, they have a, a good chance of winning. I have no idea because that was still a pretty crap team. They have a good chance of winning, but my but my main gripe is how do you miss an open goal at at, at a World Cup? How? <laughs> like, and that's just my my main. Gripe. Like, I couldn't give a damn what you did afterwards. How do you miss an open goal at at at, at a World Cup? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I went back and I was like, "Oh, so he scores." It was a penalty as well. So give me a freaking break. A man. penalty is harder to make than the one he missed. He must have had some self confidence and self belief that, like, I'm gonna make this. Because if he misses the penalty and you guys lose, then I don't know if he can go home ever again. <laughs> you you missed an open goal and a penalty, and we lose. Like, no, nah, that would have been cool. Afcon qualifying though, Afcon should be pretty fun. Burundi, did you hear about Burundi? I didn't. What happened? First time ever that they, they've qualified for a Nations Cup. Oh, cool. Yeah, first time ever. Like, and I, I think apparently there are like a lot of East African nations that are... Well, actually, I actually want to talk about the Nations Cup, though. And why, I, for me, it's my... Apart from the World Cup, it's my second favorite tournament after the World Cup. I just believe that as far as vibrancy, color, the fans, the excitement and everything... I just think it exceeds all the, all the other ones, you know. So Copa America, Euros, and everything. But the thing about the Nations Cup is, is that you know, do, do, you, do you ever really get pissed off whenever people say, "Oh, have you ever been to Africa?" or black, and they view Africa as a as as a country. Like that really really pisses me off whenever they say, "Oh yeah, I went to Africa," and I'm like, "No, okay, where in Africa? Africa isn't a con a country." I think the beauty of the Nations Cup is you just see. That no, Africa isn't a monolith. There are many countries with many different styles, without have different cultures and different things. And I think the Nations Cup is a very good advert of showing you all of the different nations in Africa. You know, mm, do you uh, do you think being in the summer is going to help? I believe that 
nation's cup guys get real i would get it if you're talking about the climate because it does get very hot in in, in well not necessarily because in Nigeria, June and July is actually Hamatan season, and where it's like it's actually rainy season in June, in June and July, it's actually hotter around um, January, February. So in Nigeria, I don't know about other countries, but in Nigeria, June and July isn't the hot, another hottest months. Yeah, I, remember so, I was my, my cousin was here, and I was telling him like, what's what's the, like the best month to go to go to Uganda? He, I think he said August. Oh yeah. So uh, the summertime is probably a little bit more cooler mm, yeah, than yeah. than than our winter time. So, so, so for me again. Look, maybe we'll get into Qatar because Qatar is a whole different ball of wax. But um, <laughs> that is the desert, fam. <laughs> that is bro, look, look, bro. That's that is... that's a whole different conversation. But my point is that calf gets real. Put it in the summer. Why? Why was it in January? That's in the middle of the season. So why go through the whole rigmarole and the whole beef of um having to now take players right in the middle of a season? That's crazy. Yeah. Just put and, it in the summer, and, like and, every other bloody tort tournament as well. And to your point about like being a good advert for just the African continent, like when you put something in the middle of the season, it's in January. People aren't focused on international football. They don't yeah. want international football. They're worried about their club. Yeah. In the summer when there's nothing else going on, might as well watch yeah. and, and, and see what's going on, like scout talent or just enjoy the vibe as it were. But the, um, but the big issue, issue though is that, again, I don't know when the Copa America, because it's, it's, Copa America is this summer as well. Is it? I don't know. When yeah, there's Copa a Copa America, America every year, it feels like. It's, I mean, there was a centenary thing that was special based on 100 years of the Copa America. That was just, can we get Messi one? They didn't need Me- to do that. Messi is never winning anything with Argentina. Like, it's it's a wrap. Like, it's a wrap. Like, they lost to Venezuela, bro. Like, it's not happening. Oh, it's in Brazil as well. So, Copa America 2019 starts June 14th. Mm. And ends in July, the first week of July. I mean, if Neymar doesn't win that Cup America, he's he's a he's a loser, man. And Afcon starts June twenty first through July nineteenth. Ooh, so yeah, so, basically, so we have so we have Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa, Algeria, Benin. Interesting. Yeah, that's my next Nigeria. Mali, Burundi. Wow, Gabon missed out. Damn. Wow, no Obama Yang. No Obama Yang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they drew one one with. Gabon, uh, Morocco, Cameroon, Senegal, Madag- Madagascar. Madagascar. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they go. I've had Equatorial Guinea and Sudan. So basically, the big misses were Gabon, Togo. I mean, basically, a team to watch out for. One of my most exciting teams, DR Congo, man. Should, should be fun. Should be fun. Let me see what we got here. <laughs> you actually tweeted and put the app. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Having a Congo with at Daniel to look on at Talking Tactics about how Barcelona could. Join League uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catalonia gain independence and giving those losers PSG <laughs> the competition they need. Um, all right, HH claims it is physically impossible to beat him in an argument. Does <laughs> HH really believe that pissing people off and making them angry is equivalent to winning an argument? Can I, can I clarify? This, this is um, a double barreled answer. Firstly, you can, if I really want to, you, you can't beat me in an argument. And it will always end up with you either shouting or if you're not black, calling me a racist name. I've experienced, <laughs> I've, I've experienced this many, many times and it always happens. And secondly, again, if, you're, if you piss me off, I can piss you off in, if, if, even more. Because I'm just, I am gifted in the arts of finding ways and just really just getting under people, people's skin. But 100%, you can't beat me in, in an argument. It's, it's impossible. You know what? You can't beat you. It's hard to beat you in an argument because, like, I don't think, and and, and don't take this the wrong way. But, I, like, wait, wait, wait. I will take it the wrong way. So, carry on. It's like your, your water. It's very Skip Bayless. And this is the same criticism I would give Skip Bayless. Like, there's always a little qualifier that you'll always remember that you can then twist to say it either goes left or right. It's neither up nor down. It's neither right nor wrong. But you make it seem like it's either way. That way, like, you're, you're never in a corner. Because you can always just kind of maneuver out. Stop hating, man. Stop hating. <laughs> Skip Bayless has taught you well, man. It's like... <laughs> no, no. I actually don't know what else to go. It's like, Stephen A was actually one of my inspirations for actually starting the f- football hot. So I, I, I don't know whether I even told you this. I said, like, because I was... This was when I watched First Take every single day when it was um, Stephen A... 
um, Skip Bayless and that other dude, that guy, I can't remember what his name was. Um, so I used to watch it every day, and I, and I was saying to myself, if, these, if all of these guys talked about football, this would be the best show on the planet. Because nobody in England talks with the passion they do, and is this an unadulterated, no BS the way that they do. So they, like, miss, if... they miss a lot of good content. If only they would focus on football. Apparently, people in America don't care that much. So, yeah. so there's no point. But if they could talk what was going on in the Premier League or La Liga or the Champions League, that they would have so much better content than just 100%. where's LeBron going to go? Or No, 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 no. no. There are some very good stories in the NBA. Like NFL is not really my thing. Like NBA, there are some very good interesting stories. NFL is that... mad, mad boring to me. The game itself is entertaining because it's just a bunch of people smashing their heads together at full speed. It's entertaining in that sense. But it's like the daily talking points of the nfl aren't really that interesting unless you get into like the more societal aspects like a kaepernick or malcolm jenkins or something like that which conversely i don't think football has really or football has those points but there's no one really to speak on them so like people really aren't trying to get out here and talk about raheem starling like that unless he forces you to Mm. or talk about you know I think Callum Hudson-Odoi was racially abused when Chelsea went to Ukraine. Oi. I haven't really heard anyone talk about that, but they'll, they'll gladly talk about him playing for England and he's got his cap and this and that. But you're not going to use the situation in order to speak about society necessarily. Whereas I think in America, it's more accepted or people do that a little bit more. It's cultures, man. Like England is very conservative, very conservative, very much stiff upper lip, boom. That is why when you look at a lot of the um, football talk shows, it's 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 very boring. <laughs> it's really boring, and they're just regurgitating the same thing again and again and again. And this is something that um, Craig Bolley made a mention of um, on ESPN FC. He said that like how I can't be a pundit if I've got any friends or if I'm an ambassador. And that is why I value Stephen A. Smith so much because again, I don't agree with everything that Stephen A. Smith says or does. Some stuff he said has been a bit, Ugh. but one thing he said that I said, no, this is amazing. He says that I'm not here to make friends, and I don't I don't want to make friends because I want to have a situation where I can insult and rip any player I want. <laughs> and even when he was with Allen Iverson, when yeah. he was really good friends with Allen Iverson, and he came out and he went into at Allen Iverson during the whole seventy sixers thing, that almost destroyed their friendship. But he said to Allen Iverson, "I'm sorry, I have I know we're friends, but I've got to do my my job, and my job is that I've got to be unadulterated and fully true." So that's why for me, like. If had a choice of either forming alliances with like the Nigerian players and the Nigerian team, or being able to rip them open if they're crap, I'll take it rip them open if they're crap, because that would compromise me if I've got to make these things. And maybe I'm losing interviews, one-on-ones, exclusive access, but I value my freedom and my ability to be like, if someone is crap, let me say they're complete and utter crap. And you can't call someone complete and also crap if you're friends with them. You just can't. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you you lose objectivity in some ways. For sure. Or just your realness, your ability to be real. Yeah, you you can't be. You can't be. From Jax three six five. Do you think England can dominate football for a decade with their young talent? No. Also, do you think we could see an all black eleven for England soon? No. And how do you think the media and wider public feel towards it? I will say a, a soft no to the first question, a hardcore, hardcore no to the second one. <laughs> and for the third one, the media, well, I think the third one is going to the second one. Like, I don't think the media, the country would have an all-black England 11. Are you mad? Firstly, an all-black England 11 could never happen because... Impossible. I don't think there's any black English goalkeeper of note. So who are you going to put back there? Oh, no, no, but you know, no, a better one is this. He should have said this. Do you think that England can look like how France looked? Where I think there were like seven, eight blacks and like two or three whites. I think there was a concerted effort to make that team not as black. Because you had Larice, you had Pavar, Hernandez to an extent, Griezmann, and Giroud. Because mm. Giroud, does Giroud necessarily need to be playing? Should Pavar be playing over their full-backing options, whether it was Sidibe? Mendy, however you want to throw it. Oh no no no, 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 no! I'm talking about. I remember. I'm talking about the time when Le, Le Pen actually had to make a statement. And this was oh, around like maybe the... two, two, 2004, where 
they were about, I think, even I was like, whoa, this, I turned into like a, a white guy saying like, even I was racist. And I was like, wait, how about, like, there's a lot of blacks here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God, I've, I've, I've got the hiccups, man. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, do, do you think England could dominate football for a decade with their young? No, because France exists. And France also have some of the best young talents coming through, and you and mm. Holland look pretty interesting as well. Like um, Quincy Promise, all these um, the pan everything. Like Netherlands have some very interesting. So I just think that you cannot look past what some of these other countries are beginning to starting to do. Genabri, so saw, saw the kind of goal that he scored. Who knows? Maybe Germany will have their own little resurgence again. So I mean, but England will be up there. They won't dominate, but I think they'll definitely be in the mix of. I'm really properly competing. Do you think over the next, let's say, four tournaments, so two Euros, two World Cups, you think England can win one? No. They have a chance of winning a Euros, a World Cup, no. I don't, I don't think they can win a World Cup. By the time he's done, where will, we, where will Sterling rank all time by Ngozulu? That's not impossible to know. Like, it depends <laughs> what he does. <laughs> like, what the hell? Where was Sterling ranked all time? Like a top hundred player, top fifty. If he keeps on playing as he's playing and he wins more trophies and everything, my gosh, then yeah. Top fifty is a lot, you know. You know how many great footballers there've been? No, top no way. I would say maybe top two hundred. That's not bad. Yeah, and that's like, like basically, you know, it's it's almost like when people talk about you know they've been playing football since the eighteen hundreds. So if you can be in the top two hundred, like that's it's, really good. It's, it's the same argument of when people talk about the best rappers of all time, and people say, "Oh no, this guy's tops." And say, "Do you know how many rap? So do you know how many rappers they've been between like eighty-eight to ninety-five? <laughs> Before we say, "Oh, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, they are their top ten. Wait, do you know how many rappers have been? <laughs> same thing. Do you know how many football players there are? First of all, do you know how many?" amazing quality football players that there are like between 1990 to 2005 you can give 50 80 of the top players ever before we now bring in the whole Messi, neymar era and everything so sterling has zero chance of being top 50 all time <laughs> zero so. um another raheem sterling question would raheem sterling be at the level he is right now if he stayed at Liverpool and played under Klopp from Aaron 20? No. You see, it's this is an interesting question in terms of like how much is Pep responsible or how much is just Sterling's natural development? Mixture. Mixture. Yeah, it's like could, could Klopp have done something similar to get Sterling to this level? And I think in many ways, at least me, I don't want to speak for everyone, I gave Pep a lot of the credit, probably like 70-30, when really I think it's probably 70-30 the other way. And Sterling was always just going to be this good. It just – he needed to be in a team that could get it out of him in some ways. Mm. And Liverpool, at the time he left with Brendan Rodgers, I believe, wasn't capable of that. So if he stays with Klopp, he's probably similar. But I don't know if he's scoring as many goals or getting as many assists just because of the way Man City have kind of perfected the way they score goals. I think he would need to be a little bit more magical, kind of in the way that Mane is. Like, I don't think he's just going to go out and beat players. And, like, his his goals don't come necessarily from, like, skill. It's more just intelligence and knowing where to be because it's what the system requires. Ste you know what I mean? Wait, wait, you mean um, Sterling? Yeah, Sterling. He wouldn't be as statistically good, but I don't think there would be that much of a drop-off. So it, it's interesting in that way. Like, how how good would Sterling be, just with any manager? No, no. For me, I think that's why I think like I would give Pep like sixty percent and forty percent to Sterling because I do feel like see, as much as I think Pep is arrogant and everything and and so forth, he can coach. He, the guy, the guy can coach, and I think the the guy because again, like I think I don't know. I think it was even when we had Carl. On and the thing is, was like something last year about how the whole thing of the whole give and go of Sterling passing the ball and his movements and moving into specific places that is coaching. So I think Pep has really improved his finishing, improved his footballing brain, and just improved just his movements and key thing, which I always say 
the most underrated skill of players, top players, is decision making. The difference between great players and pretty good players is your decision making in critical moments in, in a game. I think it's decision making when to dribble, when to pass, how much to run with the ball, where to run, where to be, timing on the run. You know, these are all things that he's just really improved upon a lot more than his Liverpool time. So, quality, he, he got the hat against Czech Republic, but he does look a lot better in the Man City Pep setup than he does in the England setup and he did in the Liverpool setup. So, you know. Yeah, but I, I just, I want to give him his credit as well. Oh, look, B Balotelli. If Balotelli puts in the required work, he would be the best striker of his generation, hands down. If you can, Pep can coach all he wants. If Sterling doesn't apply himself, because at the right. end of the day, Pep can't play the ball from Pep can, he can teach and preach all he wants. You have to execute those things yourself. And sometimes you have to interpret scenarios that aren't even coachable. So there are things where Sterling does where no, this has nothing to do with the just this has to do with those instant um decision making of like boom, this is where I need to be at this time. Nothing with coaching because you have no time to even think about what you've been taught. You just have to now go off instincts. That's all on Sterling. So Yeah, because I feel like I feel like sometimes <laughs> especially with players like Sterling, people are quick to be like, it's not him that's doing it. It's like the the managers basically programmed him to do X Y Z. Yeah, and like like and like like, a, like and, a robot. Get the hell out of here. Man. Yeah, and like uh, Pep has him on strings, or like he Pep has a controller on the sideline, and he's the one pressing A B X Y square triangle finesse shot. This that like no, this is Sterling actually doing the things. So and, and, I don't want to give Pep too too much credit for things that Sterling is doing, but the positions that he's in are a result of Pep. So it's an and, interesting and, balance there that I, I want to give Sterling credit, but you also have to understand what exactly Pep does to, but, to put him in those positions. And But to even to Sterling's credit even more, I believe that Leroy Sane is naturally the better player. For natural times, Leroy Sane is the better player. But the fact that Sterling has been starting ahead of him and is a preferred option is all credit to how well Sterling has been playing. So, All right, last question that we'll take here. Thoughts on Pogba buying the French national team NBA style championship rings from AJ Cool 16. <laughs> actually, actually read this story because I was reading a story about how him and Griezmann are like really good friends and then bond over video games. And then so all oh, NBA style rings like what? Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> it's it's La Bill, it's what he does, man. Come on. <laughs> they they love the NBA. The French yeah. team, I know, like they, they really love the NBA. Um, Drogba did this after the 2012 Champions League final when Chelsea. Yeah, I think I remember. This. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, he bought the Chelsea team championship rings. So I, I just think it's the it's more it's further evidence of kind of American culture and mm. how it influences everywhere else. Because rings aren't a European thing. I think it's more yeah, than. And also, let's 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 be real. Rings are cooler than a medal. Yeah. Like who who walks around with a medal? But a ring. Well, a see, medals ring. medals are like Olympics. At Olympics, and I think it again. It just shows one how popular the NBA is, but just mm. American culture in general. Where a Super Bowl ring, championship rings, like do you got a ring? Kobe got rings. Jordan got <laughs> rings. This that, and if you're Drogba, who probably grew up like idolizing Michael Jordan, not idolizing, not growing up, but like influenced by that kind of NBA thing. Because I, I saw him, there was Thierry Henry, Patrice Evra, and Didier Drogba were in Charlotte at the NBA All-Star game this year, or a couple months ago, maybe last month even. So um, I, I know they really, they really care about the NBA. Or it's, it could be just a France thing because they all speak French. I don't know. But yeah, it's just uh, Americanisms coming into into Europe, I guess. But I think that is why Pogba is one of the most like loved players today, because he's one of those guys that like let's let's keep it real. Ninety nine percent of football players are extremely boring. <laughs> like they have no character. Like compared to like NBA players, where these guys have huge, massive characters. So that's why whenever I turn on YouTube, like Steph Curry has his show. Sergio Baca has his, his show, LeBron, LeBron has his show, everyone has their own show. How many football players do you think you could give their own show to? Hardly any. 
Like you can probably name on one hand the like Jesse Lingard, Pogba, Balotelli, and maybe that's it. Of really interesting. What? No, 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 no. We could get some more interesting. I, you could give Rudiger a show. Rudiger. Yeah, Rudiger's insane. You could give Rudiger a show. You could give like David Luiz's own show. And this is just Chelsea players. Mm. David, you could you imagine David Luiz's show? That'd okay, be great. Okay, um, Arsenal. Is there any Arsenal players you want to show? Aubameyang and, and Lacazette could probably have a show together or something like that. Um, no, 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 <laughs> He'll probably forget his, his lines and actually why why he was even on on the show in the first place. So I mean, yeah. So I I I get your point. I get your point. And also, I think it's interesting, like the people who get the ring. So like Pogba, Drogba. Like I wonder who would anyone else on the France team really pony up the money? Probably not. Griezmann mm. might have the idea, but is he going to buy everyone a ring? And who wears it? So, do you think Mbappe would wear his ring? Why not? Probably. Yeah. It, do you, but do you think Loris is gonna wear his ring? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you think like if Didier Deschamps gets a championship ring, you think he's gonna wear it? Probably not. <laughs> um, Giroud's an interesting one. I don't know if Giroud would wear it. No, 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 no. He would. He would. Come on, Giroud is that kind of guy that he would. He would. Uh, but he like, would. also, I don't think Varane would wear a championship ring. He doesn't nah, seem nah, like somebody nah. who would wear a ring. But like Dembele, probably Dembele seems like someone who would lose the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 as soon as you give it to me, he basically loses, loses that same. Yeah, thing. it's like, bro, I bought you like a ten thousand dollar ring or whatever. Like, you lost it. Sorry, just be désolé. <laughs> my bad, my bad, Paul. So yeah, you got anything else you want to get through, or can we record this extra? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good, man. Let's 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 extra these boys. All right, this has been the talking tactics. Yeah, it's an international break, so we just come in here and just talk. <laughs> oh, no, that's actually a, a good discussion based on yeah. not having anything to. Yeah, um... yeah, yeah, we did. We, we didn't have anything really to go off, so I have fun. So yeah, talking tactics podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on the social media platforms: Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram at Talking Tactics, Facebook Talking Tactics three five two. SoundCloud forward slash talking tactics. Um, follow us there. We're trying to get to 500. I don't, I, I need a date. I wonder like when we can get to 500. Wait, 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 500 what? Just followers on SoundCloud. It's weird. Like, there's like different uh, people listen to the podcast in different places. So, there's a collective that listen on Apple devices. And if you don't have an Apple device, you probably listen on, or even if you do, you might listen on Spotify or SoundCloud or your preferred uh podcast app so to have 500 on soundcloud probably means that like there's a whole bunch of other people that just don't even use it so mm. i'm interested in kind of like where and how people listen but yeah um if you're listening on an apple device subscribe it's free it doesn't cost anything um well, shout out to the people on spotify spotify is interesting you know it's like the, it's, more sense. it's the they give a lot of information Wait, 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 wait. How do you view the information on Spotify? There's a there's a website. It's podcasters.spotify.com or something. Uh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's like your own thing, and you can just kind of look at the the metrics and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't give people's names or addresses or anything like that, yeah, but it yeah. just kind of gives you like the the age, yeah, yeah, just the ages and how long people listen. It's it's interesting. Um, so yeah. Thanks to everybody who's listened. Carl's doing something with the Premier League, like the actual Premier League. So I'm Very sure exciting. if you monitor his his Twitter account at Anchorman616, he'll keep you up to date with that. Um, have Hope, where can the people find you? You can find your boy at Half Hope Hot on Twitter, Half Hope Football Hot on YouTube, at the Half Hope on Instagram, Snapchat. I have no idea what that is. So you you want to tell people about your movie podcast? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I have. Oh, thanks for running me. So yeah, I have begun a movie film podcast where we try and break down classic films. 
It's called We Obsess Over Movies, but simply put Womb. Not Womb <laughs> as in as in a mother's womb, but Womb as in W-O-O-M. So just go onto Spotify, type in Womb. You can catch us there on Spotify or on SoundCloud, Womb, W-O-O-M. Catch us there. We've, we've, we've done two episodes, The Matrix and The Last Samurai. So check those out. Ooh, The Last Samurai. Did, did you get into kind of like... The, the white hero syndrome machine. 100%. What are you taking for? <laughs> <laughs> so all the samurais die, but he gets to live. And that he helps was the, kill them? That was the crux of our, of our debate. Because basically, because I feel that the, that part of the film is what ruins the film. And my and my friend feels that that was not a big deal. Basically, when you have time, listen to the episode and just see what, how we actually end it. It's actually very interesting. So... <laughs> I hate that movie. I, I I liked it up until the point where like they they the the Japanese wait, government wait, wait, wait. Spoilers, comes spoilers, out. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Okay, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't, nobody's listening this far. <laughs> it's like they, they they bring out that one thing that you just crank it and then they yeah, and I'm just like, okay, so Tom Cruise is gonna die here. Nope. I mean, it's 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 made no sense. It's made no sense. It it's, made, it's I, 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 you know what made it was? I watched it with my Japanese friend. Oh, he was he was not happy. And, no, 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 and he was like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> so that's that's one movie I've seen. I've seen that. But anyway, um, yeah, talking tactics podcast sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football, except when it isn't. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.